0: Hello, and welcome to Joyful Heart, a podcast for Christian women who are trying to balance a relationship with God, school, work, and other things that we deal with on an everyday basis. On this podcast, topics such as faith and lifestyle will be covered and discussed. And with that, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Joyful Heart. Today, we're going to be talking about the story of Ruth and three major takeaways that we can use and apply to our lives. First, I will start off with an overview of Ruth and who she is and her background. Ruth is a woman from Moab. She was married to a man named Malan. Her in-laws are named Imalek and Naomi. Now, Imalek and Naomi had two sons, one being Ruth's husband, Malan, and another one being Chilean. Eventually, Emelech dies and his sons go on to marry Moab women, which was a pagan nation and therefore was forbidden by the Lord. Milan and Chilion die as well before either of them can have children with their wives. Now, at this point, all of the women are devastated. Not only how they lost their husbands and in Naomi's case, both of her children, but She has also lost her property, possessions, and extended family, which would have been her support system at that time. All she had left at this point was her two daughter-in-laws, Ruth and Orpah. Being devastated, she instructed her daughter-in-laws to go back and return to their own land and people. She felt that she couldn't help them anymore. As under this time, under certain laws, that when a brother passes away, his unmarried brother has the voluntary choice to marry the widowed sister-in-law and bring about children for his brother. I believe it's the firstborn son becomes kind of like the heir to all of the property and such on behalf of the deceased brother. Since Naomi only had two sons, she would be unable to provide any more husbands for her daughter-in-laws. We can see where Naomi says this in Ruth 1, 8-9. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness, as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband, and at first, both of the women absolutely refused to leave her side. They protested in fact, but Orpa eventually did leave and went on her own way back to her homeland. However, Ruth absolutely refused to leave Naomi's side. She was willing to give up her homeland to stay with her mother-in-law. Now this pretty much sums up the first chapter of Ruth and we will continue to cover her story throughout the whole episode. Now we are gonna get into the three major takeaways from the story of Ruth. The first major takeaway is that your commitment to God will take you to unexpected places. I know this for myself. You know, I've talked about it a lot, but just the way the Instagram podcast and blog came about, this is nothing I would have ever anticipated for myself. I never would have expected to be where I am today. Never in a million years did I even picture myself having a podcast or blog because I feel like these two things kind of weigh in on the things I'm often most insecure about being my voice and my like writing skills. And yet I kind of have to use these skills frequently since I upload so often. Now, my sophomore year of college was a pretty rough season for me. And this is also the time in which I started the Instagram more so as a kind of like pastime thing to do and way to kind of post positive things and just kind of just post Bible verses. Like that's all I wanted to do when I started. I just wanted to post Bible verses and maybe one day kind of share my story because I just wanted to create a space to let people know like whatever you're going through, you're not alone. Because with Instagram and social media, it's so easy to feel so isolated and feel like I'm the only one who deals with these problems, you know, because a lot of the times people don't post their reality on social media, which isn't always a bad thing. They want to keep it positive. But, you know, I felt like I was the only one struggling with loneliness and, you know, not having a ton of friends in college, but... I think the more you post and kind of get yourself out there you realize like no I'm not the only one who struggles with this. So yeah I started the Instagram but then I kind of gave it up because I just wasn't in the right headspace. I just wasn't really feeling it. I got busy with other things and so for about seven and eight months straight I just didn't post on the Instagram. Didn't think about it and was honestly about to delete it and kind of forget about it. But then I felt this need to restart it during the pandemic at the start. And that led to the podcast, which led to the website and the blog. Ruth was from a pagan nation. She came to know the one and true God through her marriage. At this point in her life, she so could have easily given up on God, especially after all of the loss that she went through when she witnessed. However, she decided to commit herself to God and to Naomi. And we can see this in Ruth one sixteen through 18. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me Be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. She was fully willing to give it all up for God and deal with the uncertainties. And we really don't even know. She might not have even been that familiar with God, but she felt this urge to, one, not abandon Naomi and not abandon God. You know, there are so many uncertainties ahead of her you know, being a widow, where will, you know, she stay? How can the situation turn around? How can she have children? Can she find another husband? You know, there's so many what ifs in this situation and in this scenario. And I think, although maybe we can't relate to the details, we can relate to that feeling of uncertainty, like where is the next meal going to come from? What job am I going to have? How am I going to make money? Like there's so many uncertainties in life. The second major takeaway is God works all things for good. Ruth's story started off with back-to-back-to-back tragedy. She lost her father-in-law, brother-in-law, and her husband. She also in a way lost her sister-in-law as she went back to her own homeland. Her mother-in-law grew very bitter and angry with the Lord. She had little to no hope of a future husband or children. However, she had no idea that God had something so incredible in store for her. Not only did this include a noble husband and redeemer, but also a place for her mother-in-law. A lot of us have had bad things happen. You know, I can say this like positive that anyone who hears this has had something bad happen. They've been through something traumatic. They've, you know, just dealt with really rough seasons. And sometimes it's like, God, why is this happening? And like, we see this verses where it's like, God works all things for good for those who love him. And you're like, well, what is good about this situation? I've asked God the same question myself, countless times. Like when you are in the midst of a hard season, a hard situation, a loss, whatever it may be that is negatively impacting you, it is so hard to imagine this turning out for good. Like how can this be good? How can this be made into a good situation when I am struggling? But that's the thing. We have no idea what God has in store for us. God can turn even the most horrible situations into something for good, for either his kingdom, for his people, for, you know, yourself and your life. But it's hard to understand that in the moment, but that is where our faith comes through and carries us from the bad time to the good time, from the bad scenario to the good outcome, because you can't get yourself through it all on your own. Because your mind will start to wear you down. You'll start to be anxious and worried. And that is why God says, just leave it all to me because you have no idea what I have in store for you. And he was saying the same thing to Ruth and Naomi, even though they had lost so much and there was so much uncertainty, he had so much good in store for them. And we can see this near the end of Ruth. You know, Ruth started off feeling so hopeless due to loss, not knowing that she would be a part of the lineage and the ancestry of not only David, but also the Messiah, Jesus. Ruth 4, 16 through 17. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The woman living there said, Naomi has a son and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Ruth has also become an amazing example for many women and young girls in their lives. In the moment, she could have never expected what her life could have transformed into in that moment when she decided she was not going to abandon Naomi and she was going to stick with her and choose her God. You know, a God she was unfamiliar with, but look how much that changed her life completely. The third and final important takeaway that we're going to talk about today is there are opportunities that are reserved for you. As you read more into Ruth, we see how things work out for Ruth and Boaz. Boaz is the kinsman redeemer for Ruth. However, he was not meant to be the original redeemer for Ruth. There was another who was the more genuine one. However, for unknown reasons, that person decided not to take on the responsibility of what would be both Ruth and Naomi. Thus, the story would have been so different with a different redeemer. However, God had reserved the role of the redeemer for Boaz. He knew the original would not accept the responsibility and brought Boaz into the situation for a specific reason and purpose. Ruth 4, 5-6 Then Boaz said, On the day you buy the land from Naomi, you also will acquire Ruth, the Moabite, the dead man's widow in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. At this, the guardian redeemer said, Then I cannot redeem it because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. There are future jobs, opportunities, roles, and ideas that are set aside specifically for you. There's so many times we worry if we are going to be enough for a job or if we're going to be able to get it. Not understanding that God is working things out so that there is an open seat waiting specifically for you because you have the experience. You have the qualities. These are things that you have not produced on your own, but that has happened because of the way in life that God has led you. We are not given these things because of luck or whatever the world might say. It is all a part of God's sovereign plan. In this story, Jesus is our redeemer. Without him, we might not have been able to access the father. We would have been hopeless and distraught going back to our old ways as Orpah did. With no way to save ourselves, no way to even begin to redeem ourselves. Kind of like Boaz, like Jesus had no reason to die for us. You know, he isn't meant to take on the sin because he was so perfect and blameless. There is nothing we could ever do to deserve what he did for us. Jesus was willing to take on all of our baggage, guilt, and sin and die for it so that we might be able to access his father so that we can come to his father with confidence that he hears us. We can ultimately find rest in the presence of the Lord. Ruth faced great uncertainty and gave up her comfort zone because how much easier would have been just to say, you know what, I give up on this so-called God. I'm just going back to my old ways and my old home and just gonna do what I know. But no, she pushed past that. She decided to stay committed. She decided, I'm not gonna take the easy way out of this. I'm not gonna go back to what I know. I'm gonna trust In Naomi and trust that she's following the one true God and stay committed to him. We have to take many leaps of faith in the pursuit of the Lord. It's not going to be easy, but it is going to be worth it. And I wanted to talk about this because I just recently read through Ruth myself because even though it's very short and i've read it a few times i feel like every time you read scripture depending on the you know season of life you're in the age you are like it's going to impact you in different ways and i don't know it's just such a beautiful story of commitment and redemption and how you know even though it started off with loss and tragedy it ended in a great ancestry that led to the messiah that led to david You know, and she had no idea that that would come about. She was just trying to be redeemed. She was trying to be faithful and to be committed. And look where that paid off. And even though she wasn't alive to see it, she was still a part of this successful lineage, of this lineage that would change the world as we know it. A lot of the times we have to do things for, you know, prizes we may not be able to experience. But if we are benefiting the kingdom of God, if we are glorifying God, then that is a prize within itself that you're doing something for God and not just for yourself, or you're doing something for future generation and not just for yourself. So I hope this was good for you guys. I hope you really enjoyed it. Um, Maybe I could do more like important takeaways from different stories in the Bible because there are so many. And these are just the three that I picked out. You know, you may read Ruth and find three of your own. And that is the amazing thing about the Bible is that God speaks to us in different ways. Different ideas resonate with us at different times because that is how you know the Bible is true and active and living. So I hope you all enjoyed this. If you like this episode and want to share it on Instagram, be sure to tag me at joyfulheart. If you like this podcast, it would mean a lot to share it with a friend or leave a review on Apple Podcasts because it really does help the podcast in the long run. And I will also have the show notes in the description for all the verses that I mentioned. So I hope you all have a great rest of your day and a very blessed week. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Joyful Heart. Feel free to reach out with prayer requests, praise reports, requests for topics or general questions on either Instagram or the Facebook group. These can be sent to Joyful Heart. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L-L-H-E-A-R-T-T on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and at JoyfulHeart.com for blog posts. I hope you all have a blessed day and I'll catch you next week. Bye!